Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh my goodness. Oh we my all feel in the holiday cheer. I'm so feeling the holiday cheer. I saw. Let tell everyone about your your innovative new oh. fireplace. Okay. I have a fireplace which looks kind of mid-century modern, which is very cool. It's kind of like half moony, if not like circular triangle. And I love it. And we're not allowed to use it because we rent. Um and it breaks my heart. But this year we Brian and I and our friend Tracy had the amazing idea of like putting a TV monitor right like a in front of it. Inch TV monitor. Yeah, we couldn't yeah. actually fit it inside the fireplace, which does bum me out. But we put it directly in front, and it's pretty flush. And then we just play the Netflix like Yule log, Yule log Ugh. for hours, and it's so cozy no it crackles and yeah. you can almost convince yourself you're warm I, I at one point i was writing out christmas cards because that's what i do i torture myself by sending out like 75 christmas cards every year that i like handwrite but it's awesome it's one of my favorite things to do um but i like looked over at it and i was like mm, that's so nice this is so nice like <laughs> <laughs> by the glow of the tv lights here we are Aww. and i've been listening to christmas music I, way more than normal i put some on this morning while i was working on the outline would you listen to Oh, one of the classic playlists just on like Apple or whatever. Yeah, but I've been going deep. I'm getting like, Ooh. I will listen to like some weird Roy Rogers, uh, okay. Dale okay. Evans stuff this morning. Definitely like had to put on a little Paul McCartney on the way here. Okay. The Stevie is, Stevie Wonder, very a Christmas gift to you or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. One of the that best is very good. top to bottom Christmas albums. What were you growing up though? Like what did you grow up listening to for Christmas music? Oh, that. That a lot. And then of course, um, Darlene Love and the... Um, uh, Phil Spector her, her, stuff? Yeah, the Phil Spector mm -hmm. Christmas album mm -hmm. is a classic in my house. Oh, yes. As well as the Chieftains Christmas album from oh. 1991. <laughs> That's so specifically weird. It's Irish and weird, and it's a lot of like the St. Stephen's Day murders. And uh, I want to listen to it's that. It's so good. It has like Jackson Brown and Marianne Faithful oh, and Elvis Costello all cool. sitting in with them. It's dope. Um, we were a Mannheim steamroller I household <laughs> growing up. We, it was hard core to the point where I do, I, I get like, I would get so fucking excited. Were we talking about how it's like Christmas metal? It's like holiday metal. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was kind of the Star Wars theme. I know, but it's like, it's like before, it's like all the synthesizers. It's like new age synth meets Christmas. They're from Omaha. I'm not sure you knew that, but we didn't 
I didn't know. And we were big fans growing up with them up until when we moved to Omaha when I was like 13. And the first winter we were there, we saw them in concert and it was a big deal. And I mean, I think it's just a rite of passage. If you live in Omaha, you have to see Mannheim Steamroller in concert because they'll do like a week straight there and they have their weird carol of the bells which is like really strange and there's like different steampunky and weird it was it's very rocky Uh, horror when you see it in uh person they have all these Uh different screens and all these different mouths like coming out okay so we're of a certain age and it's trans-siberian orchestra and Mannheim steamroller are boomer christmas music but i feel like there's has to be a feud between those guys right there must be long-standing like (laughs) they're all like like, i am not a trans-siberian orchestra person (laughs) i am Mannheim steamroller side i think i think i would have to yeah my mom just really there was no letting up on the Mannheim steamroller You guys, welcome to a very special edition of Sidework Podcast. Yay! Happy holidays. Happy holidays. This is our first ever holiday special that we have prepared just for you, the listeners, to make you laugh, think about your job during this time of year, and what's very fun is we've invited back some guests who have made this podcast so great all year long in its first year to spread some holiday cheer to you. But first, let's uh, let's trash talk. It is SantaCon today. Today is SantaCon. I knew. I felt like I, I'm borderline panicky right now. You're like, I should have eaten a Xanax before we started recording I did today. eat a little bite of oh, one. good for I you. I did. I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I can't even... Okay, so for those of you, I hope everybody knows what SantaCon is. It's just this insane, humongous, day-long holiday Christmas-themed bar crawl. Um, I believe it started in New York Mm -hmm. and I'm sure has spread across uh, all major cities. I certainly know Chicago does their version of it because I have been witness to several weeping uh, women dressed as uh, scantily clad Santas hanging out in the gutters in Chicago, wasted. I'm talking about one o'clock in the afternoon. Godspeed and good tips uh, to the max for all of our service industry out there who is poor bartending uh serving trying to muddle through SantaCon today and just to share with you all here's a lovely flyer that was posted in the window um of a bar in manhattan called dba who will not be allowing any santas in this year um they're taking a stand and here's how the letter reads I know it might be hard to realize with your super awesome Santa hat on, but maybe try and understand Manhattan isn't a sprawling playground built for your exclusive right to visit once a year and puke and or piss all over our homes and businesses. That said, SantaCon is annually overrun with terrifying predators. Very true. If you find yourself feeling unwell and in need of help, please come in and we will make sure you are safe, comfortable, hydrated and have a way home. DBA loves you always. That's really nice. Yeah. That we need safe harbor in cities to get away from terrifying Santa Clauses. It's insane. Okay. So we've never really broken down and we should in the future talk about bar crawls because bar crawls are insanity. We'll put it on the 2020 Um, list. I feel like it was something I did when I was quite young, but you know, where you're just basically on a journey to get as drunk and into as much trouble as possible throughout the whole day, day drinking into night drinking. Um, people literally like vomiting and pissing in the streets. Probably people bleeding 
speeding in the streets. This is this is what happens when thousands and thousands of people just like assume this is an okay thing to do. Yeah, I, and and just you add you add the very horrifying, threatening sort of you you take and you you make Santa Claus your own and you ruin it for everyone else by being drunk and disorderly, pissing on the streets, like your beard half off. How do we not protect children from this, let alone adults? They do not need to see this and have their have their precious it's imagery of Santa true. ruined. Especially when like people like go to New York City for like the Christmas Rockefeller experience <laughs> and like little kids are going to see Broadway shows and they turn a corner and there's like two, two Santas, Santas like fucking in an alley. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Santa in. Yeah, one totally pukes while they're like inside of each other. Ew. I don't know how it works. I don't know how Santa genitals work. <laughs> God. Well, we know that those pants don't have zippers, so you have to drop oh, velvet God. red Santa oh, trout. Oh, God. It's Even really just gross. like, can you imagine what the fucking bathrooms, just the bathroom situation alone and the amount of like absorption that all those Santa outfits must have with like booze and piss and body fluids. Oh, and ugh. the beards, the beards with so much liquor and beer just drizzled down <laughs> their depraved faces into their disgusting Ugh, Santa beards. This is why, you know, and talking about holiday, working, you know, the holiday season, being a part of it, we were just very jovial talking about the Christmas music we love, but then there's the whole other side where it's like, you have to work in a restaurant that plays the same yep. holiday playlist Ugh. over and over and over. I mean... <laughs> and I think last night was possibly one of the biggest uh, holiday party nights of the year, last night being the 13th, um, because forget it, lifts anywhere were about three times the price. Wow. Because I think, you know, people were going above and beyond because they knew their company or their friends were going to get them shit-faced with nog and bourbon and all the good stuff. And so there was a huge surge in premium and it made me think, I've been seeing a lot of our listeners posting on their Instagram feeds like, Godspeed, help me get through, you know, like we've got all these parties on the books tonight. Everyone's, yeah, doing something special, celebrating something crazy. People are, this is when everyone starts to jam in the hangs big time. Oh, yeah. Before January 1st, because totally. we all act like we're not going to see each other ever again, even though we all go bye-bye for exactly four days. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just a very, if you're feeling like the warmth of the holiday season, I feel like just seeing your friends and like having a hang is really nice. Like, oh, I think it's I, wonderful. I think, yeah. I'm not, but it's just funny how the, the energy gets just so manic to like. Oh, it's so manic. And it's like, and you know, when you have a late Thanksgiving, things get fucking nuts. Oh, yeah, you're so right. We were a late Thanksgiving mm -hmm. this year. Thanksgiving was pregnant almost. It was so late. Uh... <laughs> Well, all that being said, I want to wish you and Brian a happy holidays, you guys. Oh, Brooke, same back to you. You guys are my family. As are you. Aww. I think it's good. I mean, it's been so many years now that we've all just been part of each other's lives, away from our real family. Yep. You got to create family if you can't or don't want to go see your own. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you guys are listeners in the Sidework family. We love you. And our gift to you today is a very special Sidework. Wait, wait, wait. A very special Sidework holiday. Is that what we're calling it? I, uh, yeah, a very, a very, very Sidework. Oh, no, a very Sidework holiday episode. Yeah, a very Sidework holiday episode. This is definitely going to compete with Casey Musgraves' <laughs> special on Amazon. Watch out. Move over, Glittery. <laughs> what did he 
Like, I watched it. Not even in I the real house at I all. I watched it. It was it was cute. It was fun. Good. She's very pretty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great wardrobe. You can't you can't hear or see us, but Andrea and I are both wearing jingle bells and sequins. So. Oh yeah. It's laundry day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, a very, very happy holiday to you. And as always, we like to say Godspeed and, and good, good tips. Hey guys, it's time for some very special holiday edition server submitted stories. First story from at Molly Prosser. I'm a barista from coastal North Carolina. The other day, while I was behind the bar at my coffee shop, I was talking to another restaurant friend about how slow things had been in our little touristy town. I told him about how tight I was going to be on rent and bills this month, and we went on about how that's just the way it is this time of year. About an hour after this conversation, I got pretty busy and had a long line, as I was the only one working. When I turned around to serve the next customer, a young guy handed me a Christmas card with my name on it. He said, an older gentleman with glasses asked me to give this to you. I was kind of confused, but took the card and opened it later on my shift, and then I started sobbing with what was inside. A super heartfelt note and $50. The card was anonymous, but I have a good idea who gave it to me. I work really hard to keep a good attitude at work, and sometimes it's hard, but this reminded me of how impactful it can be. Oh my God. I love stories like this so much. Um, so being in the service industry for as long as I have, like I waited tables forever and actually now I'm an esthetician. So I absolutely like work one-on-one with the public all the time. I, over the years have had so many people, customers, regulars, um, who hand me envelopes full of cash at the end of the year. And it's a, just a really amazing thing. If there's somebody out there that you see all year long that makes a point to make sure, you know, your coffee is always like the same order when you come in, when you're seeing your barista that you love. Um, the person who cuts your hair, you know, and, and anything like that, your fucking postal mail carrier. Say, We're tipping this year. My, um, I'm going to, yeah, definitely do either a tip of cash, which I think again, like we continuously like we continuously say, cash is king, baby. Cash is king. People love cash. But I think uh, uh, it's a good time of year just to show some extra love and appreciation. I tip the shit out of servers in December. I mean, I should all, I mean, I should, but this year, especially my regulars, like they're, they're getting big fat tips from me currently. Love it. Love it. All right, we had another submission from our friend of the podcast, Brooklyni. She says, hello, ladies. I don't have a story, but a song I made up for the season that I call Successes. Funny that when you say it loud. Hello, ladies. I don't have a story, but a song I made up for the season that I call Successes. Funny that when you say it out loud, it sounds like Successes. It stands for, okay, these are the successes. Setting sail on the SS shit show. Enjoy the carol. The podcast continues to get me ready for my weekend shifts. Thanks for being so awesome. Happy holidays. And now a stirring rendition of <laughs> setting sail on the SS shit show by Brooklyni. 
Oh, the weather outside is frightful, and the guests are not delightful, and since they've no place to go, it's a shit show, it's a shit show, it's a shit show. I am weeded because I just got seven tables, and they all want to talk about Bordeaux. I asked the chef, have you seen my burger? He says, little lady, surely I don't know. Later on, there'll be side work, lots of buffing of the glassware. We sing a work song as we go along, working in a shit show wonderland. Bah, humbug! And as a very special holiday surprise server-submitted story, we have imported on Santa's sleigh our past guest, wonderful human, former bus boy and do boy, Jordan Carlos, to read this next server-submitted story. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you, everybody, really, in this room, including the dogs. So here's the story, and it comes from a guy named Jordan, strangely enough, from Texas, who works at a Waffle House. It's not me. I'm not the boy at the end of the story, but here we go. So... I work at Waffle House, and I've worked these past couple of days, and it's been just so hectic, it being the holidays. Anyway, I'm at work as a server, and I tend to work more of the overnight shifts from 9 p.m. to 7 a.m., regretting all of my life decisions in those 10 hours on Thanksgiving Eve, which turns into Thanksgiving at midnight. 7 o'clock comes around, and we're down a grill op and server, so my boss's boss's boss asked me to stay as a cook. And naturally, when the person who signs not only your checks, but two more people asks you to do something, you say yes. But me, I told her to buy me Starbucks, and I want a high five. So she makes her way to Starbucks, which is walking distance, and I just signed my life away for the next seven hours. During these painful but not-so-worth-it hours, I'm asked to cook a medium-rare sirloin, and so I do. My server takes it out to the table and brings it back, not even two minutes later, and said the customer says, too pink and cold. Okay, now it's Thanksgiving and you want a steak first off at a Waffle House. You kind of asked for it when you came here. Anyway, I make it again because obviously he doesn't want it medium rare, so I made it medium well and then said it's perfect. Whatever. Not like my day wasn't any longer. So 2 p.m. comes around and everyone's getting off and another store needs a server. And since everyone, quote unquote, has plans, I offer to stay because when we get overtime, it's our highest paying rate, which is my grill operator pay. And that's $10 per hour as a server. And so I go to the other store making $15 an hour and tips running on 17 hours and when i leave it'll be 24 hours and that's my story about thanksgiving smiley face emoji love the podcast i have everyone at work listening double exclamation point jordan from baytown texas wow oh my god happy holidays jordan you jordan and then the other jordan all jordan to all jordans want to give a fun fact to jordan about the and everyone else the waffle house barometer of course, um, being from the South, um, this might not be news to people who are not from the South, but in the land of Waffle Houses, uh, we have something called the Waffle House Barometer, which um, I don't think is geared up to the Weather Channel or the National Weather Service, but in case of a hurricane, uh, what will happen is the Waffle Houses will report whether or not they are closing or not. If they are closing, oh my God, you're dead. <laughs> you're 
probably already dead. Everybody you, you love is dead. Your, your parents have washed away. It's over because these things never close. I don't know if they're like water sealed, like a submarine. They're they're part of FEMA officially. They are officially part of FEMA. Oh, God. Like uh, when you're at the Waffle House, which I will admit freely, I, I, and I apologize, but I've never been to a Waffle House. You've never been to a Waffle House? I just, I've never had an opportunity. I, I'm not like mm-hmm. against it. I've just never what been like, oh, look, there's state. a Waffle House. We should go. Um, yeah, you're right. I'm a, I'm a northern uh, lady. You're too, good? you're too good for the Waffle House? That's not what I said at all. I've just uh-huh. never geographically like been in a car at a time where it was like, oh, there's a Waffle House. And it's just. Some are fancier than others. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I want them smothered, and mm-hmm. I want them covered, and I want yeah. them, I want them all the ways. I want my browns all the ways. I know I've heard the tale, but um, it's just never. I've never had the opportunity. Yeah. To to dine at, you, at the fair establishment that is well, Waffle House. it lets you be yourself, and it's very um, you know casual because, like, you know, if you go to Cracker Barrel. You gotta dress up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always, I've also only been to Cracker Barrel, <laughs> Cracker Barrel, like one time in my life. Right. Um, which is fine. I don't need to go back. Um. <laughs> yeah, you gotta wear shoes at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 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 It just hasn't. I'll get there. Don't worry. There you should. I, I, I will. I'll get there in 2020. All right. All right. I just want to say happy holidays. Thanks for having me on the pod. It's great to be back. Sidework's amazing, and this is like. I, I don't know. This has been one hell of a week and this has been a nice touch. I actually want to try the restaurant down the street. Troy's Burgers, where you and I found the body. Well, we didn't find the body, but there's definitely a body. It was me and Jocelyn talking to Jordan when we did our interview. But yeah, that when, when I came back home, the coroner and the police and the FBI were outside Troy's because there was a body in the bathroom. There's a body in the bathroom. There's a body in the bathroom. Love their burgers. I'm not saying that the burger made the person die <laughs> Troy's number four home of the killer burger <laughs> exactly the thing's a 187 yo a body motherfuckers with those burgers I'm gonna try it though I've been thinking about it all day So you guys remember I was a barista in New York City. I sure do. Oh my gosh, I worked at a place called Joe Art of Coffee. And many holidays ago, uh, for a good solid few months, but all through the holidays for sure, our particular store was terrorized by a three-pound rat. Um, How do you, do you just assume like by seeing it, it was three pounds or was there, the, did it like randomly actually get on a food scale one day? Or like it, when you're weighing the beans? It truly, there were, I mean... In New York, you learn um, just by sight, you know, you can eyeball a weight and size and class of a rat. And this one had been living in the basement where all of the additional food storage and pastries are kept. And we, they were kept in those really, really tough, like heavy duty, durable um, bins. This guy had to be three pounds because he chewed through the sides of Ugh. all these plastic Ugh. bins and was getting into all of our sweets. Oh my God. It's a real Templeton smorgasbord it's situation. An absolute Templeton. We we did our best. You know, we we tried to coexist peacefully with him um, other than when he would come upstairs because he was hungry and everyone would go running out uh, the store. But um, so we, we, we thought we were, you know, getting along fine with the rat. And then um, we received a letter one day um, from the rat. He, he kind of Yelp reviewed the store. Oh. So, yeah. Um, and I still have it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read um, this, this letter from the rat. 
to the baristas of Joe Coffee Store, purveyors of espresso and savory delicacies, I am a rat. Some of you are aware that I have been occupying your basement for upwards of three months. I thank you for the accommodations and have had a most enjoyable stay. I chose your fine establishment because it is a well-known fact that I have quite the sweet tooth. It is a treat to indulge myself on pastries from Donut Plant located in Brooklyn. I would go directly there, but I must admit, Brooklyn is somewhat of a trek, and we all know cabs hate going out there. I could really go into a tirade about cabs right now, but let's stay focused on the issue at hand. Two weeks ago, I stumbled onto a dessert that can only be described as life-altering. Being a connoisseur of old-world European pastries, I was floored to discover that you serve rugelach, a rare and highly specialized Yiddish sweet. I immediately tore into your reserves and took a bite out of each one. They were all to die for. Each one combined the perfect blend of walnut, cinnamon, and raspberry preserves, subtly sweet, savory, and wholly intoxicating. I will, however, admit that I was very displeased to find that the following week's inventory contained raisins. I hate raisins. I have always hated them and don't see where they fit into the food chain as a vittle of any sort. I have seen children put them up their nose rather than eat them. Disgusting. The elderly put them on their bran flakes to encourage regularity. Absolutely repugnant. That is a double whammy of inedible slop if you ask me. I felt a great conflict of emotion because I love sweet, sweet rugula and I hate raisins. It was a lot to process, but the love overwhelmed me, so I painstakingly picked out all of the raisins or ate around them. It was still delicious, but not as indulgent and gratifying as prior experiences because I lived with the fear that I could bite into a raisin at any moment. They are always hiding around somewhere. Nasty little critters they are. A careless and thoughtless baker will fill out a batch of dough with extra raisins because these vile little creatures cost next to nothing when compared to a walnut. The ratio of raisin to walnut was a staggering eight to one. I felt the wrath of these dehydrated grapes. It was like a biblical plague of culinary vermin. I would have rather the baker gone outside and picked up a handful of gravel to add to the batter than deal with another raisin. It is clear that I am upset. I beseech you. Please contact the vendor and demand they return to the original recipe of rugula. If that does not work, demand the baker is suspended from further employment until he realizes that this maelstrom of raisins is corrupting a perfect recipe, which in my mind is like an act of defiance against God. If none of this is rectified within the next two weeks, I will be forced to take my business elsewhere. To speak about this further, feel free to seek me out in the basement. My hours are typically 1 a.m. to 5 a.m., but one to two times per week, I do enjoy coming upstairs to mingle with customers who are, understandably, overwhelmed to see me. Godspeed, the rat. Fuck, man, that rat rats. Yeah, dude, the rats in New York City are incredibly entitled. But th this is incredible because this rat did eat all of our arugula, and then the next week when we got a batch that had raisins instead, he ate around all of the raisins and, and he has still a fucking yelp account <laughs> and That's a yelp crazy. account it's all very very wild and high maintenance uh i'm glad rats are back on the show <laughs> oh yeah yeah they, we they they went away for a little bit but i felt like this was a good year-end wrap-up a rat up a rat up up next past guest in front of the show julia rossi one winter i was in need of a side job and so 
I applied for a bunch of uh, gigs working at the Union Square Holiday Market, which is this outdoor market uh, that lasts all of December. And I got a job at this booth that sold candles that when you melted the candles, the candle wax could also be used as lotion. They're actually pretty cool. The only thing was that part of the job was asking people if you could rub lotion on their hands, which kind of grossed me out. Um, it was freezing cold and not that there's anything wrong with taking a side gig, obviously, but I was already feeling really depressed and then I would get even more depressed if I saw any of my peers or colleagues walk by. Uh, my instinct whenever I would see someone uh, was to grab a candle and set the booth on fire, but I never did it, uh, thank God. Um, the weirdest part of the job was that my supervisor was a, uh, this wasn't his full-time gig, he was a shaman on the side, and every time I would show up for work, I'd, you know, ask him, like, hey, how's it going? And he would respond with something like, you mean, hey, how's it being? And I was like, come on, man, just, like, answer the question. I don't feel like getting mythological when it's 20 degrees out and 9 a.m. in the morning. Um, anyways, I only lasted at the job for like three weeks. Uh, and I think the company maybe went out of business. I don't know. Um, that's it. And now a special little holiday treat from past guest and friend of the show, Trenton Davis. Hi, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, I wanted to play a, uh, a Christmas song um, that I like to play on stage uh, at this time of the year and to celebrate Rage Against the Machine getting back together. So this is Twas the Night Before Christmas by Rage Against the Machine. Yeah! Twas the, twas the, the night before Christmas and all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse come on oh bullshit there was more than a mouse Santa and his elves his fascist regime they're building his sweatshop a broken toys your dreams Oh Come on Yeah He's making a list And checking his black book of lies He's watching you sleeping There be no shelter tonight Wake up Yeah Wake up little children he whips on his reindeer and treats them like slaves. They scream from your rooftop when you don't behave. Oh, reindeer's on parade. Dash off the dancer, prancer with fiction. Coming, Cupid, daughter with blitzing. He whips Dasher, Dancer, Prancer with fiction. Wow, that really hurts my voice. Merry Christmas.
plan on hosting a gaggle of people this holiday season, here's a tip. Give yourself the gift of prep work. Just like in restaurants, everything is made from scratch, but there is time and specific measures and steps taken to prep all those beautiful dishes that are made, saving lots of time for the servers, the kitchen, and the diners themselves. So if you have a huge meal to make, do as much prep work as you can, and that way you will not be weeded this holiday season. God bless us, everyone. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed our weird little piece together holiday episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird just like we are. Yeah. It's, It's weird like the holidays. Yeah, short and sweet. We thought maybe you guys could just uh, have a little treat from us to you. Have a few laughs. Sip your nog. (laughs) That's what we're doing right now. Yeah, sip it. Don't slob it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, you know, don't like gulp nog. Don't slob your nog. Don't slob your nog. (laughs) Words to live by. Um, But happy holidays, you guys. Whatever you're out there celebrating, just um, be safe. Have fun. Make good tips if you're working. Yeah. We love you. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Hey guys, it's Andrea. If you like what you're hearing now, please head over to Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you may be listening to Sidework Podcast and give us the gift of a good review. We sure appreciate it, and we appreciate you. Happy holidays.